Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Claudia Monicelli with another episode of Multiple Voices. My Multiple Voices podcast, true to its name, includes different series. For example, we have the Voices of Love, where we discuss relationships, the voice of empowerment, the voice of laughter and play, the voice of pleasure, and the magical voice of archetypes and how they change the way we live. But we also have the voice of memory that includes everything from history to discussions of past life regression. There's also writing voices where we interview both seasoned writers and authors who have just started getting their feet wet with writing and we learn what can work for you as potential writers. Our series called Voice of the Spirit discusses different forms of spirituality and religion. And then Channeling Voices is a series that covers what happens when you channel, but is also extended to mediumship. Take a moment to review this podcast if you've enjoyed listening, and leave a hearty five stars. I'd appreciate it. Enjoy your listening. Hey, hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's me again, and I'm here with a woman after my own heart, Nicole Guillaume. Say hello, Nicole, to our audience. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Nicole. Nicole is in the United States, um, currently in Ohio. And why I'm so pleased to have her with us today is that she's a psychic, she's a light worker, and she's a spiritual mentor. So that means, if I'm right, uh, Nicole, you mentor people, you take them under your wing to teach them how to become psychic and how to use their psychic abilities, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I help people to tap into the gifts that they already have. Yeah. Sometimes they know they have them. Sometimes they don't. Uh And I start working with people wherever they are in their journey. And so I just help them to tap into their inner wisdom and bring those gifts out. And uh, it's a magical experience for everyone, including me. No, no, no. It is always magical. (laughs) I mean, you know, when when we're uh, channeling and, and when we're acting as mediums, all of a sudden information comes out that, you know, we couldn't possibly know on our own and and the hair just stands on uh, you know on the on my arm I can see it raising you know so let's go back in time to petite Nicole (laughs) so uh, because I know it's always different for everyone who does this kind of work um it is uh, you know there things happen we're not sure and then we keep them to ourselves and and we don't tell anybody until we're old enough to think, oh, forget that, you just start working with it. So how was it for you? When did it occur? How old were you? Well, um, the way that I tapped into my abilities and realized I had them, I think was uh, pretty unique. So um, I was, as a child, a very sensitive little girl, but I also grew up in a very religious and abusive household. And so uh, my parents Wait, didn't hold believe on. in... No, 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 Nicola, I'll interrupt you just for a second. When you talk about abusive, are you talking about mental abuse? Were you talking about... Tell, tell us if you don't mind sharing. So, uh, yeah, there was definitely some mental abuse and emotional abuse. Okay. Um, my parents were very controlling. When I was little, they would smack my brother and I around. Like if we didn't agree with them, you know, just yeah. they'd hit us. Um, and then when we were older and we could talk and <laughs> we could, you know, actually share with people what was going on in the house, they stopped the physical aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, but the emotional aspect was, was right. still pretty prevalent. Mm-hmm. So um, that was that was not fun. Um, 
so growing up in that environment was obviously very difficult and so a lot of my gifts were suppressed because i didn't have anyone i could talk to but about it, them. you had already experienced things occurring during yeah that i was i was able to sense like i didn't know what clairsentience was mm -hmm. at the time but i could very much feel so clairsentience is yes feeling right Right. Yeah. Clairsentient is when you're able to feel what's around you. Mm -hmm. And so I could sense the presence of, you know, just different beings in my room. I didn't know who they were most of the time. Sometimes I could sense if it was um, a more loving spirit or maybe a more neutral or <laughs> not exactly nice yeah, spirit. Yeah, not friendly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Thankfully, there weren't too many of those, but they did show up once in a while. Um, and so that was just something I think I started to just kind of suppress and block out because it didn't seem useful. I didn't understand what was going yeah. on and just went about my life as I grew up. And um, so the way that my psychic abilities really started to brighten up for me was actually when I was in my early 30s. I oh. had decided to decorate my home for Halloween and I wanted to do a seance scene inspired by Isn't Halloween me. the best? You it can is. come out of the it closet. <laughs> yeah, I know. We can get involved with our real witchy psychic self. Yeah, yeah. Um so I wanted to make a seance scene that was inspired by the seance scene in Disneyland's The Haunted Mansion. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, I need to get some tarot cards. So I went online and started looking up different tarot cards. And I found a tarot set that I really loved, but it was $30 and I didn't want to pay that much for a tarot what was the, set. What was the name of the deck? Do you remember? It's no longer in print, but it was called the Wizard's Tarot. Mm -hmm. And there's several different wizard's tarot out now but it's not the same, the same. one so this mm -hmm. one's no longer in print yeah and so that deck haunted me i thought about it for Literally. three days I <laughs> yeah i go to bed thinking about it and finally one morning it was like 2 a.m or 3 a.m i woke up in the middle of the night thinking about this deck and i was like i have to get it i have to get it so i went online ordered it and was able to fall asleep <laughs> so when the deck came in i held those cards in my hand looking through the images and i was just like this is too beautiful to use for decorations mm -hmm. so um i decided that i was going to learn how to read them so i bought different books i took some online courses i practiced with friends and my abilities just completely blew up like mm -hmm. they just got yeah. mm -hmm. in a very short amount of time and it was shortly after probably when, sorry nicole when you say a short amount of time give us a frame time frame so because yeah, a lot of people say, out there listening two to three months read. yeah it was yeah. probably yeah it was probably two to three months very where it just short. like really was, very short yeah yeah and it's not like i was trying to open up those abilities i was just working with tara i was yeah. fascinated by these cards so um I started doing readings for people and then I opened up like a little side business where, you know, I was charging, I think only $5 at the time for tarot readings and spirits started to come through. And that was very fascinating to me. And I didn't exactly understand what was going well, on. All but... right. Now, wait a minute. Now, wait, let, let's put a little more detail uh, into the, sure. the description because, all right, you have a, a tarot deck. I've got Oh, about 150 in my home um <laughs> so you you 
make a spread, right? You mix yes. the cards, put the spread. And when you say that spirit started coming in, what does it look like for you? So I remember the the most prevalent instance of this. It wasn't the first, but it's the one that really stuck in my mm -hmm. mind. It was among the first. So I had laid out some cards and I felt and saw in my mind's eye these two gentlemen come forward. Mm -hmm. And so they were standing on the other side of my desk. So I'm trying so hard to read these cards for my client, but I can't because there's these two men looking at me. Yeah. So I stopped the reading and I'm like, you know, I'm very distracted right now because I have two gentlemen here in spirit that want to connect with you. And she's like, oh, and I said, yeah. So I explained them to him. I, I explained them to her. I told her one was in a hoodie and he was looking down and he seemed really upset. And the other, this um, blonde haired guy seemed kind of, you know, built like he was athletic, had his arm over the man that was wearing a hoodie and was telling him, it's okay, don't worry about it, everyone's fine. So my client was like, oh, I know exactly who that is. Turned out they were these were two of her college buddies that had died in a horrendous car accident. Mm -hmm. And the one that was crying that was wearing the hoodie was the one responsible for it. Uh -huh. And the athletic one was the one that was, you know, that was comforting him, um, was the passenger in that car um and so we were able to have like a spirit communication which was <laughs> surprising to both of us because tell me nicole she had ordered a tarot wait, reading. you weren't <laughs> yeah. you this was not only on a five dollar dime was it <laughs> it was actually yeah because that was at the very beginning of all of this so yeah she yeah it was it was on a five dollar budget <laughs> yeah. okay so, so so now so that's the first all right now of course, this was surprising both to you and for the client. How did you react? Not to this, to what had occurred. What was the first thing you did? Well, I'm going to do this for other people because it's so easy because I can do it. Um, how can I go about it? First, let me try with my friends. What were your first thoughts about that? I just thought it was a fluke. Like I was just <laughs> like, I can't believe that happened. And, um, and so I just kind of put it to si put it to the side as like a really cool once in a lifetime experience. Like I didn't mm -mm. think it would happen again. Not, I did not think it would when happen that again. doors right. open, people come in. You know, they just walk <laughs> That's exactly in. Exactly right. Yeah. So um, so then the the next day, someone's dad came through, and so it started with another client. With another mm -hmm. client, right? And so it tell was me just when you really ra raise the prices. <laughs> when, how when many I clients prices, after? <laughs> it probably would have taken. I think it was about a year later, uh -huh. actually, because mm -hmm. that's when it felt that more right. consistent and mm -hmm. natural. Uh, I had also spoken to a couple of friends at that point who were mediums, and they were telling me you're a medium, and I'm like, you're crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah, that's the way it um, works. Right. And I think that I had a really hard time believing that I was a medium for two reasons. One, because of how I grew up. And second, because you always hear these stories of people who have been able to talk to spirits since they were little tots. And that wasn't my experience. I know. And I so, know. But and, and the problem with this, and I'll you know say this for our audience as well, is that there are very few people to talk to about this. Uh, in, colleagues and so when yeah. I saw you know when I found you and I thought oh 
I'm going to jump on her. She's gonna. She's coming to my place, and she's going to explain. You know, so my, my clients, my audience, everyone who I who is listening will understand as well. Even though Nicole, I, I understand it's a little different for everyone, but the fact remains that a medium is one who communicates with those who have passed, and they right. relay messages. Right. Yes. Now. We're up to the year mark, right? And you started thinking about doing this on a regular basis, right? Because there were there was a certain amount of reliability. You knew that they were coming in each time, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, what happened then? For example, and this is why I'm asking. Did it happen that people would read that you offered services of mediumship? purchase the service and then come to you and say look i want to talk to my dad i want to talk to my sister who passed how did that develop that's a good question so um yeah i did end up um mentioning after a year that i do mediumship readings and once i started talking about that more and talking about my experiences with um, just talking to different spirits. It's like people were like, Tara, why would I want to go to you for Tara when I can talk to my deceased loved one? And so uh, people very much jumped on the opportunity to have um, those sessions with me. What's interesting is once I shifted, and you can let me know if this has been your experience yeah. too. Um, once I shifted where I was basically doing purely mediumship, after about six months to eight months, I noticed it wasn't as easy anymore. So there were times where it felt like I was really having to focus harder than usual to bring someone through. Sometimes no one would come through and that's when the imposter syndrome hit. Like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, have I been making this, this up is, this whole time? Well, no, this is quite interesting <laughs> that you mentioned this, but if that has never happened to me, that imposter syndrome. Neither has it ever happened to me that people don't come through. I'll tell you why. A client comes, knocks on my door, orders the service, and says, I'd like to talk, in all communicating via email, I'd like to talk to my dad, my brother, my sister, and all of that. I ask for their, usually ask for their first names, but during the reading, I will do that. I immediately tap in to see if they're willing to come in before we go into the session, or, and then it, then it works. What does occur, and this you'll find occurs to you as well, is that different entities come in yes. and the first time that happened i thought okay guys we gotta go home you know close it and i'm thinking wait let, let's do this tomorrow it happened to me the first time i told the client look there's something off here let's uh, let's reschedule and then i understood well it's all about psychic hygiene and cleansing before i see your uh, your hand of fatima around your neck uh, on your on your chain there and that keep evil spirits away um it it is because people ask me well how do you know it's my dad how do you know and and okay i can't put it in writing i can't you know give you the seal of approval come in for the reading and and you'll see for yourself you know right um so so that isn't you know i didn't have this syndrome that imposter syndrome but i can say nicole that sometimes and I do this live on my YouTube channel. Um, sometimes the person says such odd things 
that you wonder if is that what they said did they really right. say that i mean what should i do should i tell the person or or what you know and and yeah that has happened what is your experience about the actual the relaying process because do you have your clients come and ask questions and then you act as a third person or you have the voice come through you and uh, your first person you're relaying the message as if you were their father or their lover so i start off my sessions with seeing who's around that client and you're very right in saying that you know people will come to you asking saying i want to talk to my brother or my father even if they don't say that they have a certain expectation and so one of the things that i've noticed and um you know i didn't realize this you know years ago but i notice it now is that if there's someone that comes through that your client doesn't necessarily want to talk to they're not going to put two and two together because they're looking specifically for someone else and so it's not that someone didn't come through or that you got the information wrong it's that they're trying to tune into someone specific and if they don't I let see. you know that that can be that can be a little bit of a problem yeah, no i, but I as far as I that that is a problem it was a problem in the beginning for me and then I started just honing in my you know honing my skills to think I'm going there I'm picking that person up and having them right. sit down and talk that's it you know right and, and so then I had this little step beforehand asking them if they would come in you know instead of creating a schedule that then had to be revised and all of that but so so now we have after the year then you started the service and you have started it. So how long have you been doing this so far? I have been doing this for about a decade now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's you. been about good. 10 years now. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. And, um, and uh, it's such a rewarding experience, isn't it? It is. It really yes, is. Absolutely. The only really bad part of this is that you can't exchange. There are not many people who do it. So, I mean, I just can't say to somebody hey did you feel the other day did that happen to you too or what you know i just can't do that and that's uh, you know but i know what i hear i know what i see so i don't have that doubt there's no no doubt there but um what's the next step for you so what i love to do is i actually love teaching people how to do this on their own Mm -hmm. i think that everyone has some form of psychic abilities i think everyone is intuitive on some level and i do think that while not everyone is a medium i think everyone has the ability to connect to their own loved ones on the other side and the real issue here is that we just haven't been taught that okay now I'll stop yeah. you because I want, you know I'm going to ask you how, when, where, how much. <laughs> right. Okay, because a lot of people are out there listening to us, and I get this question over and over and over again. And I have other things, and I mentor, I don't mentor. Um, I do have coaching uh, hours, but a specific mediumship mentoring program, no. And I have to say that the world over, there, I found I had found one in, in Zurich, in Switzerland, but that is closing. And there might be spot seminars around the world that I have not found yet. So let's say I don't want to ask you that specific things, but let's say for for a card reading, a tarot card reading, you put down in your on your website, tarot card reading, thirty minute tarot, thirty minute tarot card reading, or five card tarot 
or whatever, mm-hmm. and you give it a price, right? Right. With the mediumship, what is what is it that we'll see when we go to your website? So um, for the mediumship right now, um, I am really trying to focus on teaching people how to do this on their own. Right. Uh, and so the reason for that is mediums aren't always available when you need them to be. If you no. are in a really dark place yeah. and yeah. you are grieving heavily yeah. and the medium you want to go to has a two-week wait list or a two-month right. wait yeah, list yeah, or yeah. a two-year wait that's too long. You know, so when people go to my website right now, they'll see that I have a program called Embracing Heaven. Okay, Embracing Heaven is the program name. Okay. Yes. In fact, um, starting in in March, I'm going to be doing um, group mentorship for Embracing Heaven for people who want to have more um, in-person guidance, or I should say interactive guidance, and they're maybe not as motivated to take an online course on their own, but if they okay. have a schedule with someone, okay. right. Now, how so often be and when, how many, is it the package or how does that work? Yeah, so um, the mentorship program that's coming, it'll be eight weeks long, so basically two months. We will meet um, once a week in a group, how most long? likely how many on hours? a Saturday. Mm-hmm. The, so it's every week for eight weeks. We'll meet in a group probably on Saturday, and the sessions will be anywhere between one hour and two hours long, mm-hmm. depending on what the um, the exercise is for uh-huh. that day for that lesson. And they'll also get two one-on-one sessions mm-hmm. with me in, as well. In the package. So group and private. Mm-hmm. Yes, in the package. Mm-hmm. And yeah. how are those one-on-one uh, sessions? How long do they last? Um, those are about an hour. <clears throat> They're anywhere between 45 minutes to an hour, depending okay. on what happens. Because <laughs> what's fun about those is we'll set them up and we'll think that we're going to help that person work on their clairs or work through some type of question they have on with their the clairs. And when a you lot say, of times. When you say on their clairs, the clairaudience, clairvoyance, all of those right. clairs. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but a lot of times their loved ones are right there during the session talking to both of us. And so it turns into a mediumship session a lot of times, which is actually a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Um, but you never know what's going to happen when you walk into these sessions because you don't know where that person is until you tune into them Yeah, and they may not always understand what's happening with them especially if they're still very heavy in their grief so there might be some healing that needs to take Mm -hmm. place um before they're able to open up a little bit more to receive that um that information from from spirit so excuse me Mm -hmm. so that's the big thing that i'm pushing right now is the embracing heaven because it's very heavy on my heart to teach people how Uh to do this yeah it's something Um, it's it's a calling you you know it does come you wouldn't do it if you didn't feel the need to do it obviously right yeah um there was also <laughs> oh man so i had this experience <laughs> yes i am i had there this goes experience. the stories <laughs> right absolutely i had this experience a few months ago where i saw a very famous medium i will not mention this medium you mean name you saw we don't need to go you there. saw you went face to face with this person you you yourself went it was an online yeah it was it was one of those online um events we gotta get a drink of water oh and you were you went to their event i went to their event because 
I love watching other, other <clears throat> mediums and psychics perform. Yeah. Right. I like to see their process. I like to see how they of relay course. messages. Of I like to just bask in their aura like it's yeah, magic. Yeah. I love it. So I went to see this very well-known medium mm-hmm. who's been doing this for 30 years. This person's written some New York best-selling mm-hmm. books and had his own show for a while. Mm-hmm. So we know it's a man. You said his. You know it's a man. Yeah, you know it's a man. Yeah. And I went to his online event just really expecting to be wowed. I kid you not, he had more misses than hits. And my jaw dropped. Well, wait, 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 wait. Now, now, misses and hits. So misses is when they don't get something right and hits is when they get something right. But right. in relation to who? To people asking in person or right. online? All right, give right. me an example. Can you give us an example? Okay, so <clears throat> there was a woman who he had, who he claims he tapped into. And he says, you know, I've got your mom here. And she's like, really? You have my mom? That's great. And he says, um, was she shot and killed? Just like that blatant. The wo- <laughs> was they, she shot the, and killed? The, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the, the woman was taken back and she's like, no, no, it was, it was nothing like that. And he's like, okay, well, who was it that was shot? And she's like, I, I don't have anyone that was shot. He was adamant about it. He's like, well, was someone shot in the brain? Was someone shot in the chest? And it got to the point where he was being so aggressive about it. Yeah. I was getting uncomfortable. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like not nice. Yeah. No, and it's like, you know, even if someone had passed in that form yes. and she's telling you no, yes. you need to respect that and Yes, back of off. course, of course. There's another thing to be said. Um, remember when you, you asked me, I don't know if this happens to you, but sometimes the person doesn't come in, the spirit doesn't come in. And I started talking about negative energy coming in. Another thing right. that happens, um, that happened and happened at least three times since I started doing mediumship live on my channel, I my guides stopped me from doing it a month, two mm. months, three months because of the, how can I say, the sensationalism of it. It's not about sensationalism. It's about helping people it's about something else so I stayed away and then came because what I find is people write to me can you um can you channel uh, so and so and so is so he disappeared mysteriously you know or this movie star and that movie star and what I will right. find always is that they're earthbound they died they haven't mm-hmm. crossed and so that seems to be a specialty of mine and I you know cross them over but in terms of what you're saying, an event, I I can't face something like that, nor can I be part of it to watch. But like you say, you're curious. You want to see how they right. were. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting. It was it was heartbreaking for me, honestly. And it why? was heartbreaking why? for me. Because there's so many reasons for it. I was heartbroken because this is someone who I believe is a cold reader. I don't believe he has the abilities that he's... So a cold cold? reader is someone who will look at you and they will... Say something. Kind of read your face. And they'll figure out your personality. So they get you to warm up before they actually do any type of reading for you. Mm -hmm. They'll talk to you a little bit first. They'll... One of the things with me is like, I have all of my readings where they're voice only because I don't want to see the person I'm talking to. I know. I I don't want to see... I I yeah. shut the video off when we're channeling, when we're 
doing the exactly yeah and a lot of people want the video on but there's too Mm. many visual there's just too many distractions yeah there's that too and so that's what this person was doing he was very clearly using visual cues and it was it was heartbreaking to see that he was messing it if up. If people don't know what cold reading is, they, they can look it up, but fraudulent mediums will use oh, okay. this oh, technique. I see. I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and the problem is that, you know, mediums get ridiculed uh-huh. for God, prospering amen. off of people's grief. Yeah, you know, we're, yeah. we're constantly being we told that name. we're fraud. <laughs> we get a we bad do. name. Yeah. And the reality is that we have to charge for our services so we can have a livable income so we can continue to do this work. Right. That's, that's why we have to put a price table. to it. Right. right. And then you have people like the gentleman whose name I will not mention, yeah. who is taking advantage of people and charging a phenomenal amount mm. of money for it. So these yeah. people are showing up to connect with their loved ones and what they're yeah. getting is a show. Mm-hmm. And it and it was so disappointing for me too because this guy was one of my heroes. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I yeah, read yeah. his books. Well, a myth has I died. I believed yeah. in him. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, exactly. But and let's so go back to you. Let's go back to you, sure. Nicole. Um, <laughs> because uh, one of the topics you mentioned that you would be willing to talk about um, is is psychic development, and and I imagine that the psychic development is just has been discussed already. Say because being a medium also involves. Uh, honing your psychic skills and what you do in mentoring would involve that as well am I right sure okay now there's another uh, question you mentioned um, about highly sensitive persons how can you be a highly sensitive person without losing your mind Mm -hmm. you have the floor we all want to know All right. So for people who are highly sensitive person, you might find that you are overstimulated or really agitated by specific sounds, by very loud music, like uh, lawnmowers and that sort of noise can really kind of set me off. And so one of the things that I've learned to do as an HSP and especially as a psychic HSP is to first of all, realize it's a gift. Mm-hmm. It's a gift. It's not a curse. It is a gift because the more sensitive you are actually to outside occurrences, that just means you have really a larger awareness. Yeah. You have more awareness of your surroundings than other people do. Yeah. And that's actually really cool because that means that you most likely have a better awareness of the spirit world and sure. angels and sure. guides. Sure. And if you're able to really just kind of tune into yeah. that. Yeah instead of the reality that's kind of triggering you Mm -hmm. that can be so helpful and so healing yeah um so that's what i've learned to do is i've learned to when i'm feeling really kind of triggered or agitated i'll like tune into that one angel and be like all right help me out (laughs) there you go and but this implies something else uh, nicole it also implies that people would know either their guides, spirit guides, or angels. If they don't, they can hone in on a specific angel that, or a, a guide that they have traditionally grown up with in their culture. Yeah. Right. Um, all right. I, so far, we're on the same page. I agree with you. Now, there's um, a, another me- topic that you mentioned is managing depression. Now, I was surprised. Uh-huh. Managing depression as a psychic light worker. 
I understand where you're coming from with that topic because, you know, especially in the beginning of somebody's work, let's talk about that depression, how it comes to a light worker, when especially. I think that light workers who grew up in abusive relationships and controlling environments yeah. are just more keyed into it because of how our bodies and our mind, minds become programmed living in that type of environment. And it's not just towards people who are abused when they were children. If somebody ended up in really any type of, I think, abusive relationship and that abusive or abusive culture, mm-hmm. you know, like a work culture, of course, that does a lot to a person because then they start to um, they start to doubt their worth. They right. start to doubt their confidence. They start to wonder if they're really good at these things. Right. They start to question if they're a good wife or whatever it is. And so that can really do a number on, on a person. So I believe that depression a lot of times is trauma that we haven't been able to release fully. Mm-hmm. And I also yes. believe that it can be a um, symptom of being in an environment that is not conducive for our own growth. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's unfortunate people will end up in situations that are unfair to them and they're trapped what, what for whatever mean, reason. What do you mean uh, situations un- unfair to them? So by that, it could be that, um, you know, for example, like right now, the world is kind of obsessed with narcissists, right? We hear a lot of talk about narcissists. (laughs) And COVID, that's true. Um, But narcissists tend to have this very charming demeanor about them. They're very likable. They've got these big dreams. They can seem like wonderful people. And so, you know, when they go out and they date, they can put on the charm and make someone feel really seen, really valued. And they think, oh, my gosh, I met this wonderful person. And so then they end up getting married. And within a few months, Mm -hmm. the mask comes off and you realize who it is that you really got and maybe you're trapped in that situation for financial reasons or social reasons or your mom's putting a lot of pressure on you to have babies or you have kids you know you're stuck with that person and it's unfair because it's not what you signed up for Mm -hmm. it's unfair because this person tricked you and even intuitive people you know fall for this i've known very psychic people who fell and myself included you know, fall for someone who was a narcissist. And I think a lot of times inside you're getting a little red flag, but because they're putting on this wonderful show, you start to think, oh, I I can't be tuning into this, right? This person's too nice. Um, And so when people find themselves in that type of situation where their dreams have been shattered or someone has been pulling the wool over their eyes that they've been used and it really messes with their sense of self, uh, that's when someone can get, very depressed and i think that when you start to question your own self-worth or you start to feel trapped or whatever it is um it can really kind of miss with your ability to well not your psychic ability so much because you still have those but you start to you you don't trust them as much anymore you don't have a lot of faith and confidence in them anymore because it's like well i was wrong about all this stuff why wouldn't i be wrong about this Uh, let me let me throw out an idea here for you because you started with the five you know dollar tarot reading and then got up and now you're in a group situation where you're mentoring people who want to learn and that's a lot of responsibility um, it's a lot of responsibility because you're responsible for the way people develop 
you stimulate them. It's not that you're, either, you know, you can always speak to someone, you never know how they take what you're saying, but it is a certain amount of responsibility when you interact with somebody. I ask, um, I like to ask someone when they tell me about the development of their profession, where do you see yourself next after the coaching? Do you, I'll give you a couple of ideas, all right? Do you imagine that you would pick, say, three or four extremely sensitive, you know, I became part of a group here locally in Italy because we do, you know, we do concentrated uh, crushing of negative entities when it gets really bad for us and we meet every three Mm. months, right? So do you see yourself, uh, uh, I don't know, creating some form of powwow with powerful people, powerful people powwow or something? Do you imagine that you... Um, people usually have the idea of, okay, I'll write a book. That I don't mean that. I mean in your profession. Well, is there something that you would like to try that you think that you would be um, capable of doing that you've always wanted to do? Do you have any ideas on well, it's, that? It's funny that you mentioned um, your, your group of people that yeah. you meet up with because um, a friend of mine and I have been talking about possibly putting together, <coughs> excuse me, a um, conference of some sort. Mm-hmm. So we would like to hold a weekend conference and mm-hmm. have other um, spiritual teachers on different topics come in right. and teach different things at these um, conferences mm-hmm. and seminars. And so we would like this to be something that we do uh, two to three times a year, a year. And hold it at like a nice resort. Yeah. Ah, so in so person, that's, you're, you're, you're mm-hmm. going to be adventuresome and try to hold it in person. I mean, that's a taboo right. here in this side of the world in Europe, you know, getting planning anything in person is almost impossible today with what's going on. It is difficult. It definitely has its challenges. Um, And because of just the way that the world is right now, uh, international travel is kind of out of question. Even even (laughs) local travel. I mean, there's been so many delays and and cancellations, but that's interesting. That's interesting. So um, we can count on finding information about this, right? You're going to send me information when that that happens will you have a section on people who can come in uh, online as well uh watch online do you, you know a web I don't know if we'll have the capacity to do the webinar thing because, I mean, there's still the whole thing of we would have to find the venue and we would have to figure, there's just a lot to figure out still. So we're still just in the future. That's in the future. Yeah, Yeah, that's in the future. All right. (laughs) Wow. Thank you so much. And I have here um, a number of um, uh, Instagram, Facebook and all of that, YouTube, where they can find you, people or the audience can find you looking for the name guiding echoes guiding echoes all right and i will write this at the bottom of the episode in the episode description nicole thank you so much for coming and tell us uh, telling us all your secrets (laughs) and ideas and your dreams for the future i hope to have you back on in the future after you have um other ideas or after you've done the conference and maybe you can share with us some things that occurred Thanks again, Nicole. Absolutely. Thank you. Bye-bye.